0: The seventy-year legacy you guys been growing. Talk about that expansion and, and what's going on there, and uh, you know we'll, we'll dive a little deeper. I'll kind of get let you give the overview, and then we'll we'll dig into it a little bit.
1: So yeah, seventy years. So nineteen fifty-two is when when Dad started the business, and he was a, simply a TV repairman, you know, working out of a van. With Rodney and Kate coming in the business, it's, it's a chance for us as a group to take a look at at expanding outside the market a little bit both of the kids and and myself we're a wake forest family uh, in winston-salem we've got tremendous connections up there with the university uh with the buying group based up in winston-salem we think it's been it'll be a natural fit for us to come in there and serve the market
0: Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. You know, we never need a real reason to talk to members on this podcast. I mean, that's the heart of what we do is, uh, you know, talk to them and share their stories, put a spotlight on them and, um, you know, share the, the best practices and things that they're doing, successes and wins they're having. But uh, it, it is fun, too, when we have a reason to. And that's exactly the case today with the Queen City Audio Video and Appliances uh, down there in the Charlotte area in North Carolina. Uh, not to uh, stones throw from our headquarters in Winston Salem um and and Queen City the owner Roddy Player um and joined today by his son and daughter Roddy Jr and Kate uh player and and getting the chance to dive into their 70 year history as a company that are celebrating 70 years in business in 2022 and uh, Roddy's been around uh you know in the in the business for about half of that time uh, third generation uh, with his his son and daughter involved, so they're a third generation family, uh, you know, involved with Queen City and uh, you know a lot of great things going on uh, for them as a member of Nationwide Marketing Group and just a retailer in general and in, in this space in the independent channel and um, you know excited to get to dive into that history with them, but also you know talk about the the things that they're doing to share the knowledge across generational. Uh, talents there at, at Queen City and what they're doing to prep for the future, and uh, it's a business that's experienced a, a lot of growth in really a short period of time recently. And um, you know the ways they're they're looking to capitalize that and expand on expand into new markets and things like that. So uh, just a real fascinating business one that um, we always love to talk to, and you know the the people involved are uh, certainly um, you know make it a lot of fun to to interact and engage with them. So smart and brilliant in what they do, but. Um, you know, to have them on the podcast and and talk about their 70th anniversary and just some of the things that they've got going on is something I've been looking forward to for a long time. So happy to be able to do that today and excited to share it with you. So let's dive into it. This is uh, Roddy, Roddy and Kate Player here on the Independent Thinking Podcast from Queen City. All right, we're back on the Independent Thinking Podcast. And this might be the most attended or you know, most participants in a single podcast here for yeah. Nationwide Marketing Group, but we got it's a family affair and I love it. You know, I love to see it. So Roddy Player, uh, you know, of the Queen City team here today with Roddy Player Jr. And, and Kate Player, the kids of Roddy. So appreciate all you guys jumping on and, you know, doing a podcast here with us today.
1: Oh, absolutely, Ron. We're looking forward to it. We always like to share with our with our dealer friends and uh, and with Nationwide too. So, uh, appreciate you inviting us onto the podcast. Really, yeah, excited to have you. I, I,
0: you know, we talked about it ahead of time, but not our first podcast together, but the first time for Nationwide Marketing Group. So, appreciate uh, you know being able to reconnect and and you know chat about a really cool thing that's happening this year for Queen City, and that's you know a seventieth anniversary. So. Uh, you know, before we dive into that though, t- Roddy, tell us a little bit about your backstory. About I know you're second generation. We're, we got three generations here today, uh, the yeah. third generation, I should say. About you know your your background in the business and uh, you know your your path to Queen City.
1: Yeah. And so, Rob, while we're on that subject, you know, my, my, my mother still works with us. She'll be uh, 93 years old in July and still works. She's uh, incredible. We're, we're actually trying to get to the Guinness people and see if she's the oldest remote worker in the country. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, she's work, she works out of the house uh, and does a lot of great work for us on accounts receivable and vendor, uh, vendor side of things, too. So we've got three generations that are working in the business today. Um, so I, I was, uh, you know, I was raised in the business like a lot of us uh, that you talked to were, um, you know, as a young child, you know, eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, my dad would drag me into the office, and you know, I want to go out and play golf on Saturday mornings, but he's, he he yanked me out of bed and take me to the office so I could clean it for him, uh, wipe down the displays, and, and sweep the warehouse and all those kind of things, and uh, really started doing that at a, at a very young age um and really just it was um graduated high school worked with the delivery trucks before I graduated high school and then uh uh, once you graduated high school went on the sales floor a little bit went to college and and uh, started to advance through the organization at that point time into some different roles um you know had a had a finance background uh, in college and and uh always enjoyed operations too which is always what's driven our business and our industry and so um You know, just kind of uh, was off to the races. It was uh, pretty well decided before I got out of high school that that was what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, typically hear a lot of discussions about family business to send the the kids uh, to go do something else for a while. But uh, my mom and dad needed help uh, right away out of school. So, uh, there wasn't much discussion about going and cutting my teeth anywhere else. They were <laughs> determined, uh, to get me in the business and, uh, and, and, and just beat me to death when I got in and still, it's still <laughs> somewhere else to learn. They just beat it into me as a, as a young, uh, college graduate. So, uh, but it's, it's been a great experience for me. Um, but uh, I guess, I guess I've been doing this now for, you know, 38 years uh, since I graduated school. And so it's all we've ever done.
0: No, that's awesome. And now, I mean, you got, you know, third generation involved, did did you allow them to have that same path? Did you, did it, you don't have to, I don't know, like see, see, you know, child protective services here, but you didn't beat it into your kids, did
1: you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's different if it's your own kids, you don't have to worry about child protective services. You can do whatever you want to to them. Somebody else's kids you got to worry about, but uh, no, I'll kind of let them give you the background, you know, uh, Roddy, Roddy was, Roddy was uh, the oldest. So I want you, maybe Roddy, you talk about what your experiences were coming up. Yeah, certainly.
2: Um, so I, I still had some of the same experiences that uh, that Senior did. Honestly, um, coming in during summer, sweeping floors, working on trucks, uh, working in the warehouse, uh, just kind of being uh, being whatever they needed me to be. Uh, but as I got a little bit older, uh, we kind of had conversations and there, there was no real pressure to come into the business. Uh, and um, I kind of felt the pressure to go out and, and do my own thing for a little bit, as I think Kate did as well. Um, so, really wanted to make sure that uh, once I got back over here, it was a case of making sure that nepotism is not how I got anything. Uh, it's really just coming into seeing and bringing value. So, um, I've actually only been in the business for, I guess, almost two years again, full time. Um, again, not counting the eight year old to, I guess, 18. Every time we had a holiday, every time we had anything, every summer break, I was back in the warehouse, um, helping out with stores, building displays, selling, I mean, just kind of doing a little bit of everything. Uh, but most recently I was a digital sales manager for a local broadcasting company here in Charlotte. So I had about, um, 10 or 15 sales reps under me. Um, basically operating as a full service digital ad agency. Um, so again, lovely transition back into the business, uh, being that, um, once I kind of hit a plateau kind of where I was, as far as a learning curve kind of was able to, uh, get a little bit more flexibility than senior had, uh, was able to go out and continue to learn new things from new people, um, and kind of bring some of that outside knowledge into things. Now, flip that on its head a little bit, uh, coming from sales and marketing. Now I'm in ops logistics and purchasing. Uh, so really trying to balance my way out here. Um, so again, still got some of the same, same beating up that, uh, that, I, that I'm sure came to him back in the eighties uh, starting a new role, but again, just kind of bring in a new fresh set of eyes on things coming from outside world. Um, I guess, yeah, I had about almost a decade worth of uh, sales and marketing career uh, before coming back in. And uh, really, this is kind of the area that we needed some help. Um, and so just kind of being able to put some more sweat equity in and, uh, and really helps keep rolling. Uh, but that, that's about it for me.
0: How about you, Kate?
3: All right. So, um, so yeah, I, I did a little bit of the same. I was more in the administrative offices, helping um, keep them straight and keep paperwork going every now and then in the office. But I wasn't super involved growing up, um, I went to college, and I went into the um, I, a financial analyst role up in Winston-Salem at a technology company uh, where I stayed for about four years. And one time when I was traveling, I came through Charlotte and met with my parents and uh, got an offer. Um, the accounting manager at Queen City was looking to retire. And since that was my background and based on my, my training and conversations that we'd had about um, you know, what I was doing um, at my old company, Um, he wanted me to have a conversation with her and just see if that might be a role that I'd be interested in. And so I came and worked with her for about six months before she retired. And that was about three years ago. Um, so I've been here ever since running anything from, um, accounts payable and receivable to, uh, the accounting role here, plus customer service and pretty much anything else that falls into my lap.
0: No, that's awesome. Hey, chance for you guys to, uh, air grievances, if you will, on a public forum. What's it like working on two <laughs> generations of uh, family? Is it, What's the experience been like?
3: We do a pretty good job, honestly, working together. We're pretty good at communicating with everyone.
2: <laughs> Sometimes to a fault. It's, it's, got, its, it's got its good sides, it's got its bad sides, but uh, we, we make it through and even if we have a rough day of work, uh, typically we'll be uh, over at the parents' house or they'll come over uh, for dinner, lunch, whatever, uh, to kind of uh, make sure we're still on level bed. Well That's
1: not- right. And we got a new grandbaby there too. Roddy Jr.'s got a new grandbaby. So uh, we're working on fourth generation. It's in, in, in training right now. So uh, congratulations. You gotta, we, soon as he can- We can't to hire him people. fast enough. Right.
0: So we got to grow him. As soon as yeah, they can grab yeah. a broom, right? <laughs> yeah, you
1: got to grow your own these days. It's so hard to find people. We got to grow our own.
2: No. pretty much yeah well uh yeah she's eight months old uh tomorrow uh and uh yeah she'll be uh let's see probably give her about 16 18 months and uh she'll be in here with us oh that's, yeah.
0: that's awesome yeah.
1: exciting hey for rob sure. for rob sure. one thing you know we yeah. they talked about the kids and, and going out and doing some things on their own a little bit you know the difficulties that as, as the in a family business like ours is you know when, when you have having the, the kids coming into the business you know what are their roles and yeah. um you know so really you know the i've i've been thinking about this you know since i was first married but what what is what does it look like the transition in the family business cuz the way it's transitioned to to to, to me and and um, and and trying to do it the right way and so typically you don't always have a role for them to come into the business and fill a role so you, they they kind of come in and they're you know in other people's ways and things like that frequently and uh, but we we did have opportunities for both of them, so I was real lucky. So Kate mentioned their accounting manager was retiring, and so Kate was able to spend four or five months, I think, with with Melanie before she left. And and uh, Roddy came in as we opened up our new uh, warehouse that we opened up Memorial Day of twenty twenty one, and so uh, that was the crux of, of the invitation and bring him on in. He was having a lot of success as Kate was, and uh, and his other role. Um, so, uh, we had an opportunity and a great need to bring somebody in. And so, uh, and, and once to learn another part of the business too, you know, at the end of the day, we're marketers, we're, we're administrators, we're salespeople, we're, you know, operations. And, and so we have to learn all parts of the business. If we're going to lead the business, it's hard to make decisions that affect people in, in the business. If you haven't been somewhere around their role. And understand what their challenges are, what they do. So both of them have have done a great job for us and and allowed us to continue to just a super, super rapid expansion in the marketplace and outside of Charlotte too.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of a, a unique way to transition too, because we could talk about, you mentioned the expansion and I know you guys, that's a big part of you know, I, I, it's the 70 year legacy you guys have been growing. Um, so talk about, you know, that expansion and, and what's going on there. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, dive a little deeper. I'll kind of get, let you give the overview and then we'll, we'll dig into it a little bit.
1: So yeah, 70 years. So 1952 is when, when dad started the business and he was a, simply a TV repairman, you know, working out of a van and, uh, finished at World War II. And, and, um, uh, I uh, got a call from a friend about a trade school in Louisville, Kentucky about uh, to learn how to repair television sets and they really were hardly in the marketplace yet so it was brand new technology and this and, uh, friend saw it as, a, as an upcoming blooming kind of industry and uh, convinced them to come to, to Louisville and go to trade school for a couple of years and then they came back to Charlotte and, and, and they had uh, manufacturers that sold sold the retail themselves but no service and so they were servicing TVs and, and uh, um, so it, it started simply as a TV repair shop and, and got in the retail business with a little bit of help from from the banks who had repossessed a bunch of TVs and didn't know what to do with them. So he would, you know, go fix them up and sell them and then go back and pay for them after he'd sold the TVs uh, with one of his banking friends and got in the retail business there and just kind of took off from there. Had appliances in the 60s and, and uh Uh, and that became a a real stable business back in those days too. You know, if you go back to those days, you know, not all houses had dishwashers and things like that back in those days. So it was a a fresh industry, but it's gotten, it's grown so, so dramatically and it's always been a stable business for us too. Um, you know, but, um, 1952, 70 years, a long time. And so I guess I've been there for about half of it, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's uh, Charlotte's been our home base and uh, we feel like we've, we've got a really strong market share in Charlotte. And, and uh, with Ryan and Kate coming into the business, it's a, it's a chance for us as a group, to take a look at, at expanding outside the market a little bit. Um, you know, both of the kids and, and myself, we're a Wake Forest family in uh, Winston-Salem. We've got tremendous connections up there with the university, uh, with the buying group based up in Winston-Salem. Uh, we, we run trucks up there frequently for referral business and things like that for friends and Nationwide, and, and uh, we've been doing that for a while, and so uh, we think it's been, an, it'll be a natural fit for us to come in there and serve the market. There's not a any, any sort of an independent retail in winston same like us since uh, Robert Wiesner and, and Ed yeah. Kelly had that business back in, in uh, uh, a, a few decades ago, yep. I guess, is when they were at, at their peak of the Kelly's business back in those days. So it'll be fun to go back and fill in those shoes uh, in the marketplace as a strong independent with a great brand assortment, great service levels and things like that. But um, uh, we just, matter of fact, we just signed the lease yesterday, 1st of June, uh, and hope to have it operate sometime in the third quarter of 2022, uh, yeah, this year, 2022. Um, and we really, you know, have been having a lot of discussions with Nationwide about what are the plans? Are, are there some things that we should try and do together? And so I think we're going to try and work on this as somewhat of a prototype um, so that we can take a look at everything that Nationwide offers and, you and kind of, kind of hone the skill set and, and hone the offering so that you know the nationwide will be involved with what we're doing and, and hopefully be able to bring uh, personnel in there, bringing interns to see what the, how the business works. I think it'll be a good learning process for them. It'll be a good challenge for us to uh, take on some of the technology that's offered. Um, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun to work together with nationwide. On a lot of the things that we're trying to do to, to really. Treat this as somewhat of ex- an experimental uh, retail store, and, and 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 test all kinds of shopper marketing kind of techniques, and display techniques, and 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 uh, digital price tag techniques, and kiosk techniques, and whatever whatever things we can do to try and push the push the technology side of things, and and how we display the product, how we sell the product, all that type of thing.
0: Well, that that obviously presents a really unique opportunity, and um, you know, exciting. To, it'll be exciting to kind of follow that as the store. You know, you guys implement all those things into the store um, also brings up a you know an interesting point about you know the difference between locations for queen city how what how different you know first of all give us an overview you know how many locations are there currently and then you know how different are they from store to store and and kind of how do you decide you know what one store features as opposed to another and things like that
1: yeah we we talk we talk about that a, a good bit so you know in the business of 70 years old, you know, you, you don't, you didn't launch a format that you duplicate and, and time and time again. So I've got, you know, six stores, seven counter online presence, this will be a, you know, the eighth, eighth location, the way we look at it. In Winston, it'll be one of our larger locations actually the facility's 30,000 square feet less than warehousing out there too. But, um, you know, each story is different, to be honest with you. And so um, there are challenges. Some of them are, you know, down as as small as 11,000 square feet. And then uh, this will be uh, the Pineville store that you and I talked about in that earlier podcast is about 20,000 square feet. And this 30,000-foot building will have approximately uh, 20,000 square feet of display also. So there are challenges in, in, in today's world. You know, we probably aren't displaying quite as much product as we used to. Um, because availability and and, uh, things like that and trying to buy deeper with fewer models so we have availability. Um, so it's a challenge, you know, in um, markets, demographics could differ by marketplace, you know, right. so we, we have to do those analytics and, and we've seen retailers fail by, by not realizing that each market is different. And, and so uh, I remember years ago, there's a, a northeastern retailer that came down in the south and, and uh, went to Atlanta and shipped in a bunch of snowblowers and snowmobiles and things like that into the Atlanta marketplace because that's what that's what they always did. And so, you know, you have to analyze the market that you're going into. And, and, uh, we have the luxury of all the different offerings that nationwide has and the, the group programs. And, and so we can pick the vendors that'll best suit that marketplace, but it's just little tweaks here and there, but overall the scheme is is fairly similar throughout the stores.
0: No, I, it'd be interesting to, like you, you said, you know, it's, you can't carbon copy and pick up and, and drop a new store into a place and expect it to do well. So, uh, neat to see you guys, um, you know even within just the state of North Carolina, be able to to do that from store to store and maximize kind of what you're doing there. So, um, you know, that evolution. You know, you talk a lot a lot about it, how the business has evolved. Um, you know, seventy years is a long time. So, what what's it been like for you going from when you started in the business, and then I even you know for for Kate and Roddy Jr. I want to hear your guys take from when you guys stepped into kind of what you're seeing today. Um, you know, how the business has
1: evolved over the years. Yeah, Roddy, you got some comments there? Yeah, a little bit. Um, One of the things, too, that
2: we've been kind of working on um, with the new generation coming in is is focusing on the strategic planning and how we're going to get from where we are to to where we need to be. And that's something that, again, coming from the 31-year-old maybe uh, falls on deaf ears sometimes with some of the people we've got. We've been very very blessed to have a... uh, pretty high retention rate as far as who we've got working for us. Um, so as we see in older Salesforce and older ops, logistics, everything that we kind of see across the company, uh, that that's where you're going to be seeing a little bit lacking as far as new technological advances, as far as how can we work on efficiencies? How can we continue to continue to grow this business and not just keep doing what we've always been doing? Um, so that's something that, that we've always kind of seen as a, not necessarily as a, as a inhibitor to our growth, but it's something that we we know has worked for a while. We know we're in business because of what we're doing and what we've done for the last 70 years. Um, but we've got some lofty expectations. We've got some pretty high goals for the next few years to continue this growth trajectory that we're on. We want to make sure that we can do things more efficiently, um, just it really just just kind of works smarter that's been kind of a, a drum that we've been beating for the last year is to make sure that we're, that everything is kind of in motion everything is kind of rolling the same way uh continue to uh, to grow that momentum as we go so again falling back on practices that that i mean even just thinking about going through the routing tabs uh, of, of how we routed our trucks um, 10 years ago everything is again just completely different we print out the tickets and well, this one's in Charlotte and this one's not. So make sure we put this one with that one and, and just literally just batch all the tickets together. Now relying on technology to make sure those are efficient, make sure the guys are staying as busy as, as possible. Uh, make sure they're as efficient as possible, trying to get as many stops on each truck as we can, because obviously we want to make sure that we're minimizing that cost as much as possible. Uh, So again, as we kind of move forward, it's interesting to see some reluctance um, to some of the technology that we bring in. Um, But again, as they see the benefits to it, as they see my, my workload just got a whole heck of a lot easier, uh, it's a whole lot easier to, to go out and sell more and make more money. Uh, everybody uh, tends to warm up to that a little bit. So that, that's that been an interesting thing to see, again, kind of a balance between, okay, what did we do back in 1952 and what do we do in 2002? Or, and what do we do in 2022? I mean, that, that's just kind of the thing that we want to make sure that uh, that we're really focusing on to, again, not just kind of jump at every new bell and whistle, uh, because, again, that's kind of scary and it's kind of expensive. And, uh, again, we, we, know, we, we, know, we know what we've been doing, so we want to make sure that uh, we kind of, find that line between, uh, what, what's, brand spanking new and, and what, what can we do to help supplement what we've already been doing? So that's something that's uh, certainly interesting.
0: Oh, it's certainly for sure. And, you know, Roddy hearing Roddy Jr. Talk about those kinds of things and the way he's approaching them, uh, you know, thinking back to your kind of early days in the business, does it sound, is it sounding familiar? Is it like, uh, you know, kind of yeah, looking I mean- back into the past?
1: Yeah, so when I got out of school, you know, there we weren't running uh, automated uh, POS systems back in those days. So uh, that was one thing that I was determined to do when I finished school was to, you know, install our first computer systems back in the mid '80s. And uh, when I started doing the, an- the analysis around how do we operate today, uh, or how did we operate then? And to automate our systems would have been impossible to do. So we really had to start to think about how do we uh, – because we had, back in those days, four, five, six stores, and, and everybody operated super independently. And you can't operate that way if you're going to have a computerized POS and a system that uh, uh, that automates everything. So we had to rethink how we were doing things back then and, and really – uh, worked for the next couple of years on trying to think about how we would centralize things centralize our buying centralize our warehousing before we could automate and uh, and then really it was five or six years later before we pulled the trigger in the early 90s did did install a POS system but uh, it was it was uh, it was difficult to do business back in that the volume we were doing it, at, it was all done manually and uh, so that was a lot of work that's being put in then, uh, but to install something like that in, in the early '90s was an incredibly difficult task. And you know, some of the things that Roddy's talking about, and you know, and, and, and Kate, and, and so we're looking at, you know, is our is our, are our POS systems right systems to have in place, and, and always trying to analyze our systems and our processes to make sure that that they're operating and uh, what's an efficient and effective and a profitable way for the business. So. Um, and at this point in time, you know, significant changes, you know, should be analyzed and, and, and vetted by Roddy and Kate uh, to determine if, if, um, if it's right for them as they advance the business. Because those are, those are the discussions now as, I, you know, um, I hadn't head off into the sunset yet, but, um, but, but, but you know, there, there's a horizon on, on my career in the business, obviously. And so we want to have a smooth transition. And, and as they take more and more control of, of things like that then surely their, their input and their uh, research and their, their uh, ideas uh, are being considered as we move forward.
0: You mentioned that, you know, you, you, each of you bring a unique kind of perspective to what you're doing for the business and and kind of where you are. So I want to throw the next question to all all three of you. Um, and maybe we'll get a different answer. Maybe we won't, We'll, we'll see, but you know, what, from your seat, um, Physically, where you're sitting right now, you know what what is the biggest challenge that, that each of you face in sort of what you're doing for the business, uh, and you know what are the ways you're kind of working to uh, address it.
1: Go ahead, Kate.
3: Uh, I think the biggest challenge right now is people. Um, we need some more salespeople. We need some customer service reps. Everyone is working so crazy hard, and I'm, I continue to be impressed with how much effort people will put in um, just to their day to day. But um, I, for me, that's that's kind of what the the next holdup is is we need to bring in a good number of people to be able to staff up our stores and staff up the admin uh, the admins, um, so that we can get up to where we need to be.
2: Ronnie right Jr. Yeah, she says a uh, good number of people. I'll just settle for a number of good people. Uh, we'll, uh, and it's kind of the challenge that that we always work through ops, logistics, and, and purchasing. So kind of sitting between sales and, and all of our delivery teams, and and making sure that uh, can be a contentious relationship between those every once in a while. It's uh, really hot in the sales floor and it's really hot in Charlotte in the middle of summer too. Uh, so every once in a while we'll get some tempers flaring. Um, so really we want to make sure that, that we just have buying across the whole system. Uh, Cause again, we, we communicate this. Uh, we just got off a, a company wide call. We do it every Friday. We've done it since the pandemic started. Um, to really kind of debrief what everybody else is going through, make sure that you understand. Okay, well, you know what, sales may not have done this. They may not have been communicated correctly to uh, with, with, the, with the builder, or they may not have uh, given the proper information with the with the specs, or or delivery may have um, may have not known, or, or may have not uh, done something correctly as far as what the salesperson was. Informed of, but the contractor on the site told them something different. So again, those, those are the things that we want to make sure that, that we're all kind of going in the same direction. This is to make sure that 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 we're really kind of buying in to uh, to making sure that they, they see the bigger picture. Uh, to make sure that uh, it's really kind of to make sure that uh, honestly, just it's just to keep this thing rolling.
1: And Roddy, hey, Rob, so our, our business has doubled in the last two years uh, during the pandemic, and so. You know, it has been, uh, you know, Roddy mentioned the call that, that uh, this Friday, you know, those first calls, uh, and I wish I had them recorded. Uh, it was really about, you know, you guys hang in there. We're going to be okay. We, we've got a plan. We, we, uh, we, we, we know what we are going to be working on to try and get through this. And uh, we, we, you know, we're blessed to make some really, really good decisions about our business and what we, what, our, what we wanted to accomplish over the next, what we thought would have been a three to six month kind of window um and it was about you know getting inventory and and getting orders and and, and uh into our barn and so the barn wasn't big enough and so when i got extra warehousing and and, and um and, and wound up with a you know 100, 104 000 foot warehouse uh, central warehouse to serve the the metro out of um but really it has been you know just been incredibly difficult on our people I remember this is probably six months into it. And one of my really super successful salespeople, super efficient, really clean, does a great job, always has a good attitude. I walked by him in the break room one day, had his head in his hand. And man, he was about to collapse. You know, yeah. I'm thinking, Holy cow, what are we doing to to, to everybody? And and everybody's feeling it. And we, we, everybody's that listens to your podcast pandemic beat us to death, you know? Yeah. And so it's, you know our salespeople are selling twice as much as they did before, um, and so we, this is what the process is again. What what are we asking them to do to 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 get through the day and and and, and you know push to sell more? We always want to sell more, right? We never sold enough. So, um, but yeah, I know those those have been big challenges, and so you know ho- hopefully I, I can you know try not to get too too down in the weeds too much and try and stay at a higher level, look for those opportunities to try and improve the quality of life for our people. And that means bringing in more, more people. And so, you know, we've worked over the last um, couple of months on a strategic plan uh, for the next three years to double the business again. And so we can't just do that like we did the last two years by just you know letting the market beat us to death and and just buy 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 buy. And so we've got to be real intentional about about hiring people that that really uh, you know align with our culture and align with what our what our ideals are about how we want to serve customers and and uh, that type of thing. So uh, we we've brought in resources to to recruit and and train and develop uh, people to help us do these things, and we are in a much much better position personnel-wise overall than we were, especially in sales. We've done a nice job getting some salespeople in there. Kate's talking about some of the support people, and and we've added some people there, but we continue to grow, um, and so we need to add more people to support that too. And and so we're, we're making progress on it, but it's um, – uh, it's not like waving a magic wand, and all of a sudden you got thirty-eight people that show up to work the next day. You got to make sure they're the right ones, so that uh, that you can keep them and and make them, and they'll be good contributors, be good citizens. You know, we want to we want to hire people that are good citizens within the company and and uh, uh, work well with others, and and uh, have that same all the same ideals about what we try to lay out in our strategic plan.
0: Certainly, and I, I'm sure you know any retailers listening to this can. Are probably relating, you know, shaking their hands like, "Yep, that's that sounds like maybe Nodding their heads yeah. right along with uh, similar problems and, and challenges, and uh, also opportunities though too um, that that certainly exist for them, and um, you know, just more reason to uh, continue to you know want to follow your story and support you guys and, and what you're doing because there's uh, hearing that that kind of growth has happened in such a short time is obviously very exciting, but. Um, yeah. It just shows that more is possible, and, you know, we'll, we'll be here to support. Um, but one thing I, I want to make sure to ask about is, you know, obviously this is the 70th year for Queen City, so I know you guys got some big plans, uh, you know, throughout the year. I want to hear how you guys are planning to take advantage of, you know, such a, you know, a big milestone for you and, and kind of what you guys are, you know, hoping to do throughout the course of the year. You know, one thing, so
1: 70 years, we, we've obviously um, made a um, – a, a, a huge presence in the community. And so we've got a chance to, to, to give back a little bit during that time frame too. So one thing we're going to do is um, uh, around our 70th anniversary is we're going to pack 70,000 meals uh, for No Child Hungry. Um, to, for the local market here in Charlotte, but we're also going to pack 70,000 meals and send them to Ukrainian children too, with, with the help of the no child hunger organization. So we've committed to do that. And um, we're going to be looking at some other opportunities to, to do, give back to community and community and schools as an organization here. So uh, obviously we're going to have the big anniversary sale too, which we're always, it's always a great opportunity for a sale to celebrate those 70 years of, of operations. But um you know, you want to give back to the community too. That's been so generous to us to support us all of these years, and and even through that those tough times of the recession. You know, we were a viable uh, part of the community and an essential essential part of the community. So we were they support us through those tough times too. Um, so yeah, but we're, we're looking for for more opportunities to to give back. And so uh, the school the school children is going to be a big focus for us. The no child hungry is going to be a big focus for us. And uh, we're looking to get uh, other other organizations involved in that. So, um, you know, for example, last, last time we did, we packed meals uh, uh, we had a great success and, and if, if I remember right, we packed the one millionth meal for you No did. Child Hungry. You definitely. And part did. of the way we got there was we went to organizations like Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And so that organization brought their, their bigs and what they call their littles uh, and, and came and packed meals uh, for us. So It was a great event for us. It was a social event for them. And, and uh, we had a great time doing that with them. And so we've got other organizations that we're lining up, you know, some some uh, leadership programs at, at the high schools in town. Uh, we're, we're talking to some of them about coming in because they all need service hours. And so we'll get them in. And so, you know, overall packing 140,000 meals, over a week or so that that'll be a great accomplishment so it's going to take a lot of manpower to do it and a lot of labor to do it and so uh, but we, we'll we set up to do it so we're making an efficient operation and then we also get some people in the showrooms too which will be fun to bring some people who may not have been in the showroom before to, to come help us do some of that stuff but obviously we'll we've got a lot going on we, we, we're challenging a lot of different media arenas to talk about it and and uh, so we've got magazine articles coming out talking about it we've got um my mother's going to do some of these interviews with us too um uh, have some pictures taken and as we talk about the evolution of the business over the years but really you yeah, this is this is the 70th anniversary but uh, there's more coming for sure and so hopefully i'll be around for the for the 100th anniversary when when ryan and kate are celebrating out there too
0: Oh, that's all. And they, and they, you know, Roddy jr, your daughter, maybe sitting in a podcast with yeah, you, you talking about yeah. what was
1: happening.
0: <laughs> no. But to put it in perspective, those meals, I remember some of the early uh, prime times where a hundred thousand was the goal for the show over a couple yeah. of days. So the, here you guys are going to do a well, 140. That's, that's very exciting for sure. And, um, you know, something we'll, we'll look forward to, you know, pumping some, some noise about as well. So that's, uh, Great. that's awesome. But I, one, one thing I want to close with, uh, qu- one more question to each of you, you know, what, um, you know, sitting uh, again here today, you know, you talk about the opportunities that are kind of in front of you and um, you know, what's, what's the one thing that either you're working on or the opportunity that you see that excites you about what's to come for Queen city and and what you're working on.
1: How about you, Kate, you want
3: to start? Sure. I'm excited for the Winston opportunity. That's a a market that we, we, we get to touch a little bit, but I think it's going to be really cool what we wind up doing with the space up there to really make it, kind of a, a template for other people in Nationwide to potentially follow.
2: That's awesome, Roddy Jr. Yeah, I'm right there along the line, uh, those same lines. I think that's, a, that's the next logical step to world domination. Uh, we, uh, again, from, our, uh, f- from our distribution platforms, that's gonna require a, a pretty big effort. Uh, again, that'll give us a little extra footprint. Um, typically right now, um, we've got a fairly wide ranging delivery area. Uh, so we've got to cut capacity on certain days in certain areas, just depending on on what we've actually got. Uh, so as we expand that pool, as we open up that talent pool to new contractors, to new delivery people, to new installers, uh, that'll be a, a, certainly a fun challenge for us to have. Uh, and, and like I said, uh, we want to make sure that uh, that those geographical constraints, we can kind of make sure that um, that our ops logistics can handle all that stuff. So that's uh, that's next step.
1: Awesome, and Roddy. Yeah, and I just you know, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the to the eventual transition of the of the leadership. You know, I've got a, a great team that uh, that uh, along with Kate and Roddy uh, that are helping 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 them gain the experience that they're going to need uh, to be future leaders in the business. And so um, that's a big focus. I, I say that you know this 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 expansion the next couple of th- next three years is 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 a primary primaries uh, goal that we've got, but uh, but also along those same lines, uh, you know, this will be something that it handed off uh, to Roddy and Kate as as future leaders to to really you know make sure they can manage it and and set up this uh, you know a, a dynasty that that um, is impenetrable. You know, Roddy talked about world domination, but you want to build up a business that's so strong that it, that uh, it sustains itself and 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 uh, feeds itself. Um, you know, so that's part of that strategic plan. We're trying to build. A system that, uh, an ecosystem that feeds itself and continues to grow because of the, of the way it generates its its profits and revenues, and so, but um, that that's what I'm looking forward to is that. Uh, to hand them off a, a, a strong, financially strong, uh stable uh business of, of people that uh that are like minded and how we serve customers and and uh, like minded on how we want to do it the right way and, and also, you know, be effective and a great part of the community and part of our seventh, you know, not seventh anniversary, we'll follow up with this and 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 hopefully do some things in the community in Winston-Salem too when we get up there. That'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, for sure, for certainly for sure, and uh, you know, it being closer to home for Nationwide will be fun to to be there you and help support it along the way. So, uh, you know, the the players, the player family, I appreciate you guys. You know, you taking bet. the time this morning. This was a lot of fun chatting with you, and uh, always great to hear from you guys and uh, share your story. So, I look forward to doing it again more more often in the future. So. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, look forward to seeing you. Uh, hopefully, all of you in Orlando here, not not too yeah, long down the road, a of months, yeah. just a couple
1: months, Just a couple months away in, in Sev- August. So.
0: Seventy days while we're sitting here today talking, recording this, so
1: it'll be a, a, yeah. even
0: less by the time we publish. <laughs> all right,
1: that's <laughs> it's coming great. up quick. But well, thanks a lot for your time, too, Rob. Appreciate the interest in what we've got going on, and glad we can share. And hopefully, uh, somebody will, will take some nuggets of information and, and help them grow too.
0: All right. And thanks again to the entire player family, Roddy, Roddy Jr. and Kate for, you know, spending a few minutes of their morning, you know, diving into the business and everything that they've got going on and sharing some really fascinating things about, you know, how they've evolved over time and they're learning from one another and evolving the business, adapting to new things and of course, expanding into new markets. So look forward to continuing to cover that and Um, you know, see what that that new store out there in Winston-Salem looks like. So exciting times for them for sure. But uh, as always, we appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast and we will catch you next time.